legends like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. The young core around LeBron, I mean, that I don't think that team's winning a title. We we saw that Ingram and LeBron next to each other is it not necessarily the cleanest fit, mm -hmm. you know? And LeBron, you know, I, to be honest, I don't know that LeBron stays patient long enough for those guys to develop into what they no. are now. You know, if they do, do you think it's like guaranteed they would have well, made you, the playoffs and made a run the next year, you know? With, well, do you, do you remember guys? Do you remember when LeBron first showed up that very first media day, Allie Clifton, who was just brand new to Spectrum at that time, right? And LeBron said like, yeah, I, I can be a patient guy if I want to be. And she outright laughed at him. Yeah. <laughs> she straight up laughed like, no, you can't. I mean, yeah, um, he's not a patient guy. This is no this is a man who in a post game press conference just announced like, you know, was unhappy that the team had not traded for anyone that he wanted in a while. And so it was like, hey, yeah. we need an effing playmaker. I'm just repeatedly, you know, yeah. like, hey, for if these guys in the locker room, who cares? We got to trade some of them. We need, we need somebody <laughs> to take the burden off me. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily buy the idea that he would have remained patient, you know, with the Lakers as they let those guys develop. And that team, like, it just, it wasn't going to become a title contender with just through those guys' development. Like, they needed that, uh, like, a boost in role players and star power and all that stuff. And I just don't think that Ingram LeBron is, like, a clean enough fit that it, you know, that they would have gone to greater heights than LeBron and Anthony Davis, who, again, was so good the first year that the Lakers traded for him. You know, I hate to do the people forget he was a bucket, thing but yeah. people have honestly forgotten i think because of how disappointing the last two years have been mm -hmm. how good he was that year where espn named him the second best player in the nba behind only lebron after they won the title because he was so good so i just i don't see ingram getting to that i, I just even ingram if he hits his upper trajectory i don't see putting together a season that is as impactful on a two-way basis as that season that anthony davis did in which case i don't think you're winning a title with that group and so to me it's all the moot point because again the title is why you do this you know yeah. it, yes are the next couple of years maybe gonna suck because they don't have anything in the coffers and it seems like this team you know may not have a whole lot of hope to get themselves out of this although you know i think it's possible they're just yeah. it's a tight needle to thread and so you know are the next couple of years gonna end up being potentially miserable maybe but I, I still think that it is worth it because ultimately the titles are what you do it for. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, it's like we always, you and I always kind of joke about like the idea of like the title being, of like titles being the only thing that matters, uh, you know, like and rings culture and all of that yeah. stuff in terms of like, <laughs> you know, like. To, and now we're almost taking it to a whole nother level where it's like, unless you win multiple titles, then you're a failure. It's like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, Lakers fans have high standards, justifiably so. They've had a lot of team success. This is a different NBA. This is a different ownership group. Uh, and <laughs> I'm just not sure that you can judge this team against those past successes because I'm not sure that those are at least predictable or, you know, that you can expect them in this, you know, NBA with this front office and ownership group. Yeah, I... I... So I, I think 
eventually it's like the it's like the people making fun of the timberwolves for celebrating the play-in win but we're like doing it with the lakers actually winning a title a we're like oh well you didn't even win multiple so what are yeah. you saying? like imagine we play the one shining moment but like the tnt guys are mocking them as they celebrate the bubble title in the bubble yeah yeah no so like the things the, the factors here that are and at i play say bubble title not to demean it i just mean the title that they the won. title was in won the in a NBA bubble. bubble they won it there it is the 2020 nba championship i'm not saying that is like that's what we're always that's it, what i'm it, always yeah. going to remember just, by. i just use it as shorthand but it's not meant as like, i just want to make sure that people don't think that i the 2020 like Rambit, 2000, delegitimizing no. it you know the 2019 dash 2020 NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers, right? That's how we're supposed to refer I to I think them? it's just 2020 champ. I don't think they usually add like the dash thing for champion. I think it's just 2020 champion. Yeah. They were the champ. Well, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the like they, there was only one champion. championship yeah. won in 2020 and they won that one. Yes. Uh, even though it felt like it was, <laughs> they might've won one in, <laughs> they might've had to win one in 19 and 20 for how long that season went. But yeah, I, I so to go back to like what I think their ceiling is, I think they probably max out as like get to the Western, like get to a conference finals and see if you can make some noise beyond that. I don't know that they're ever better than like, I it's, it's like, there's so many factors there. Does Miami stay as good as they were at that time? Yeah. Does, you know, so, but just in general, like just comparing them to your typical kind of conference finals, type team i think they would have topped out about there the only question is like does lonzo learn how to shoot in the way that he does do the lakers bring in phil handy to help with all of those things does their d growth the and development will have as much success with that roster yeah well i mean we know they they hired him before they traded for anthony davis yeah and and right and and, and we've seen how know. much he hates switching and small ball and you know like how unwilling he was to commit to that what what do you think is the best version of a team featuring lebron brandon ingram lonzo caruso that doesn't switch all those, yeah yeah Just running drop coverage and having guys like run into ingram like you know yeah who would their I, center have been look frank deserves respect would have been zubats you know, are we counting zubats in this group like no because he was already traded Oh, by the time the AD trade happened, yeah. huh? So they would have had Mike Muscala and drop coverage. <laughs> yeah. Would have re-signed re Big Musk. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So, you know, do they bring in Phil Handy and does, does he make it so that those guys develop in a way that they get to where they are right now? Maybe. It also has to be pointed out, though, that a lot of these guys, when you do go to a, you know, when you're a, a, a big fish in a small pond, it allows you to eat more. It allows you to yeah. like the, a lot of those, you know, a lot of those organizational this good playing alongside LeBron. That's not a no. slight at LeBron. He just wouldn't have had the same level of opportunities to make mistakes right. and learn. Can, can, would you want this version of Brandon Ingram to be a spot up shooter? Because that's kind of sort of what he would have needed to be, to become with LeBron there. That, that was always the issue when they played together was like, Ingram kind of sort of needed to be on the ball. Yeah, that the and whole year you had like LeBron. Ingram's numbers were great when LeBron was off the floor, but yeah. when they shared the floor, he was kind of useless. Right, and, and he would have gotten better in that role probably. But uh, you know, as yeah. he grew and as he developed more skills, but I, I don't, I think it was always going to be a somewhat clunky fit. Right, and so like I, like I said, I think they you have LeBron still, and he's usually good enough when healthy to get you out of like the first round, probably through the second round. 
And now you're talking about a Western Conference final against, you know, whatever team you'd be going up against there. Um, and yeah, like, would that process have been interesting? And, and would it certainly look better now, like moving forward? Duh. <laughs> right. But that doesn't, that also, by the way, like the AD trade isn't what put the Lakers in the spot that they're in right now. The AD That's trade was great. Done since. <laughs> yeah. Like the AD grade, the AD trade worked out phenomenally. They won a championship. It's just that after they won a championship, everybody drank heavily and did really dumb things. Yeah. They made allegedly. All the, I think it was a huge mistake for them to make, uh, to do all of their off season planning and lock it in the night at the title after party. <laughs> right. Like, so in two years, we're going to trade for Russ. Okay. Yeah. Guys, this is a great idea. Let's just call it into the league now. We're going to pre-write it in. You know, schedule the facts. Next Maybe year, we're going to... That's why everyone's pointing the finger, because they don't all realize that they... Get, it's like a hangover situation. They forgot right. that they had scheduled that fact. <laughs> They've been backtracking this whole time. Yeah. They've been backtracing their steps. Like, wait, all right. How do we get... How, what happened here? Um, we're going to trade they, for the like, sixth oh. man of the year and bring him and, and start him. That's yeah. how we're going to go. <laughs> um, we're going to no, promise I mean, him a starting job. So Eric Pinkett's had that great article a couple weeks ago that we, I think we talked about on our show. I know a bunch of other people mm -hmm. have talked about it at Bleacher Report about the Lakers kind of screwing up all these little transactions. And the thing that I've been thinking about, you know, other than the contract link, which, which was a great point that he pointed out in terms of like they forced themselves to make a decision on THT earlier than they necessarily had to, yeah. you know, they're going to do the same thing with Austin Reeves, you know, next summer. Yep. And so, you know, and then that, you know, the THT thing forced the decision between him and Caruso and, you know, we don't have to rehash all of this, but the thing yeah. that I keep coming back to in the wake of all this is just their unwillingness to take advantage of bird rights putting them in the position yeah. that they are now because now, you know, they didn't run it back last year and the advantage of running things back and the advantage of having guys that you want to keep around, even if they end up potentially getting overpaid or the roster is expensive is that, you know, it's the same thing that we were talking about the trade deadline. You can trade those guys. You can add to your yeah. roster. You can add bigger size pieces to your roster. Now all they can do because of how they've, operated since the ad trade not because of the ad trade but because of how they have operated since then yeah. you know the issue is that all the, they're gonna have to turn over their whole roster again and basically all they have to add to it is with minimums russ's salary slot if they can trade that out for anything mm -hmm. and then some form of maybe tht exception. maybe like maybe you turn tht into a, a player who more fits this timetable Maybe, but I'm not optimistic after how they've sort of misused him for the like. What what team is trading a good player for THT? Actually, you know, THT is probably a pretty good barometer of how things go if they have Brandon Ingram there, right? I feel like that's a little disrespectful to how good Brandon Ingram has gotten. Well, no, I just mean I just mean in terms of like the fact that they just refuse to acknowledge the actual player that Taylor Horton Tucker is, and continue to square the. Continue no, to, to let, fit this what square, or I guess let, round peg in a square hole. He would have came back in restricted free agency to them with an offer sheet, and they'd be like, "No, that's okay. We don't need that skinny, you know, that skinny fraud. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't really but value like, what he brings to the table. We need to sign Kendrick Nunn." Right? Yeah, like I, I guess, but like, yeah, I, I think you you look. It sucks because you, I just you, don't believe that they would have kept all those guys either at this point. Well, you you just mentioned it, like yeah, the, the AD trade isn't why they're in this spot right now. It's the fact that like every microtransaction that they've done since then has been a disaster. <laughs> like, yeah, they haven't been healthy, which we have to mention. It's not- And two, that too, that too. Health as well, 
but yeah. the transactions certainly haven't helped that process. Right. And, and, and yeah, I, I think, and, and again, like the reason like, I wanted to like, have this, I don't, this isn't a reasonable expectation, but if LeBron and AD, I'm just saying like 2k turn injuries off. If those guys are healthy the last two years, we're having a different conversation about this team. I still don't know that they would have necessarily repeated. They probably are playing against like, Brandon Ingram in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it would have been a different conversation. This team would have been better and they would have been a playoff yeah. team and all of that. Right. They look not if they're the, healthy the preseason expectations, but they would have made the playoffs. If they're healthy last year, they don't trade for Russ this year. Oh God, is that depressing? Yeah. Is it like probably true? If they trade for if they trade THT for Lowry and extend Lowry, they don't trade for Russ this year. Right? Yeah. It's like like those are those, and that had nothing to do whatsoever with with the AD trade, you know. The, so I, I I think the reason I wanted to have this conversation is because like I keep seeing various iterations of this kind of conversation there, that I think swings too far in either one of those directions. Where any like if look if you are saying that you would trade in a championship for the opportunity to watch the kids grow together, sorry. <laughs> You and I just see things differently. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I will never, I will never agree with you on basically anything regarding sports. But people are like, I want to see the young guys grow together, and I want homegrown talent. But also, we need to sign Jason Tatum in twenty twenty four. You know, it's like, <laughs> and every single star is photoshopped into a Lakers jersey. It's yeah. like, well, <laughs> and then, but I think the other end of the spectrum that I think goes a little too far too is anybody who ever acknowledges what ifs are kind of fun are seen as they, they get lumped into the group that are that don't want the championship. And I just I don't think that's fair. I think look, I am very curious. I also because of like to swing things fully back around to your tweet, the reason you sent that out is because you liked those guys, you liked the people, you liked the players, and you've seen them go off and do other things elsewhere. And I you know, I would like to have seen that take place on my on the, the team that I root for. That said, while I might have enjoyed that in a different universe, I am not trading the, the ring that the Lakers have for the opportunity to watch that take place on the team that I root for. It, it's just- yeah, and a, you know who else I like, you know, it, like personally, and will root for their successes wherever they go, or you know, for as long as they're with the Lakers? Anthony Davis. Like, I, I know that you personally hate him and have a grudge against him, but he's- <laughs> He's a really likable guy and you know, like I, he's, you know, it's, it's a shame that all of these things have happened. And I do think that there are certain things that he needs to look at with his training and with yeah. his commitment to like how General he wants to be to used sport. and his approach to the game and all that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there are fair criticisms to be made of Anthony Davis outside of like the whole, like the dumb street clothes thing or whatever. Yeah. But like Anthony Davis, the person I also let, you know, if the Lakers were to trade Anthony Davis and he were to do well elsewhere, I would also be happy for him unless it was with the Celtics. Yeah. Or the Suns. I'm not putting this on. I'm not giving them that yet. Yeah. Their, their fans are just so annoying. All right. Um, all right. I guess that's going to do it for that conversation. Uh, You're right. That did go longer than I thought it could. I told you. It's a fun yeah. conversation. It's what yeah. if, man. Like, why? What, you really what do is... love being a contrarian. So I will give you that. <laughs> you were able to really stretch that out. Um. I, I all right, so we got to check in on our on our teams, the teams that we're rooting for. Your Brooklyn Nets. How how are you doing, bud? Uh, you know, you're doing better than me. No, you're not. 
They're both 0 2. My yeah, Nuggets and your Nets. Oh, you picked the. Oh, that was dumb. That was really dumb. Um, I'm I look, I, yeah, you're just. Adam, Adam, I'm, I'm, Adam, I'm rooting for you, Adam. No, you just. It's just not I mean, going to happen. Got, you got lit up by Adam so bad in that Las Vegas Summer League pickup game that, like, now you're just like, you see the NBA version of Adam and Jokic, and you're just like, oh, I always <laughs> believe in that guy. He can single handedly power his. No, team. I, I root for fat people. Like, eventually, I, I want. <laughs> I want I want Zion Williamson to get healthy so I can root for him too. Him, yeah. Doncic. No, you're on the Pelicans anyway. You're just Kyle like, yeah, Lowry. Ion, get your check yeah. team. <laughs> you, Give me my Ion, thick team, the all thick team. Imagine that team. So Kyle Lowry at point guard, Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, Jokic. I, don't know if I'm one, like, I guess you can include Luka. Yeah, he he didn't show up need, in the best shape. He got in better shape. As we need one more chubby person. J- Dudley. With that with that group. <laughs> Dudley is the coach. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is Jason Kidd appears to enjoy retirement. Yeah. He, uh yes, yeah, he does. <laughs> um Yeah, things are things are not going so well for my Nets, Anthony. I, you know, I picked them because of my boy, you know, Kareem Abdul Drummond. And yeah, I wanted to watch him in the first I wanted to have an excuse to tune into every Nets game. And, mm-hmm. you know, through one game, that appeared to be a great decision. It was really fun to root for the team that was playing against the Celtics. Kyrie, whatever you want to say about him as a person. And what you think of some of his takes on certain things, you know, uh, whether you like them or not, like, oh my God, is he fun to watch play basketball? Like has one of the most aesthetically pleasing games in the league at time. Like when his, when his shot is on, like it was in game one, he is incredible to watch. Like just a true, you know, just an artist as I'm sure that he would call himself and KD would call him and all of that. Actually, I think they have called him. Basically every former player calls him that. Yeah, exactly. And he is. It's it's easy to see. He's why. ridiculous. Like, he's, he's so creative and just yeah. has so, like so many different shots. And it's just so I was having a blast rooting for them against the Celtics. Maybe the best game of the playoffs so far, you know, mm-hmm. with game one of their series. That was a really, really fun basketball game. And then game two happened and the Celtics played like poop for basically three quarters and then still managed able to, to completely turn the Nets water off. In the fourth quarter, I think they held them to like, what was it? Like six points in the fourth or something like that. It was, yeah. it was something, it was like, as out. KD looked like rookie Brandon Ingram in that game and <laughs> just getting just clamps all over yeah. the floor. It was like everywhere he tried to go. He, he got his jumper blocked by Jason Tatum, which is, which horrifying. I didn't think was possible. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, like I'm, this is torture to watch these games now because it's like, oh my, I'm sitting here like, oh my God, the Celtics are really good. This like, sucks. So, and they're fun to watch. Yeah. They're so, they're, they're so much fun to watch. I'm sorry. Like, I know that this is blasphemy. Like, I just mean in terms of their aesthetic approach to the game. Yeah. Uniforms are hideous. Like if they, if they, if they wore anyway. different uniform, if they wore, yeah. if they were the Greendale community college human beings, yeah. that'd be a really fun basketball team to watch play. Yeah, they, you know, just uh, really well coached. Um, <laughs> now the coaching circles around the around the Brooklyn Nets and Lakers legend Steve Nash. Um, you know, who like man, I saw the no, was it Zane? He was trending last night, and uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I laughed at a couple of the tweets that were pretty funny. I think he just won another MVP for his coaching job that, <laughs> that he's doing. Yeah, they gave it to him again. He did, he like, deserves yeah. it as much for this coaching job as he deserved those other two MVPs. Yeah. Um, it, no, it's crazy that a guy who like made won two MVPs off of fun, egalitarian, fast paced offense is now coaching like the least offensively creative team in the league, maybe, yeah. or like it's one wild. of them. And I get it. Like, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, 
Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Ky- <laughs> KD and Kyrie are Kyrie very- and Kyd. <laughs> yeah. Kyd is their couple name. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, their superstar tandem name. Uh, like Kyrie and KD. Of course, you're going to run more ISOs than you would with a lot of teams. Yeah. Those guys, like that's their skill set. They're going to be able to break down defense. But like, you know, I- I've seen a couple people make the point, and they're like running pick and rolls to get switches onto like just as good of a defender like there's no one to target and so (laughs) it's like you just wasted 10 seconds you just you just ran a pick and roll for the literal defensive player of the year to be guarding the new ball handler now (laughs) you know it's like that's not going to work against the celtics team and it's just it is depressing how good they look and you know again my guy drummond was killing them in the first half last night on the glass but then you know they were playing the double bigs they really kind of the south the nets have no one else who is like either tall or strong on their team and it's just you know it's rough it's it's rough out here for my nets you know yeah, I I think I think the the series so what really we shifts. Learned, what the, if we are taking you know the the lessons out of this that the Lakers can learn is like, hey, it's good to have a lot of wings and to like resign Weird. your own young players. Wild, who could is who could have fore- foreseen such a <laughs> like when you have bird rights on someone instead of trading them to avoid paying them or just like letting them walk for nothing, maybe try to get them on an extension. You know, truly epiphanic like smart, here. and they maybe like win defensive player of the year. Or yeah, like that. that was smart. I I do think I do think this series really does shift in Brooklyn because Boston has been allowed. God, to I beat hope the, so. I just if they get they are allowed to beat the ever living piss out of KD is all I'm saying. Like they they beat the crap out of that poor guy, the, and the I don't think he's going to be allowed to. The refs in, were in calling Brooklyn. it like winning time rules in Boston. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> on a couple of these plays, I will say, but the refs are not the sole reason that Celtics yeah. have been win- like they are legitimately a very good defensive team. The NBA went went through the the hallways of of the Boston Garden, found some of those rats, and gave them referee uniforms. Like that's how they th- these games have been called so far. Yeah, I'm better. Um, my Nuggets aren't 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 faring any better either. Arguably uh, worse. <laughs> probably way worse. They. I don't think this series is shifting. Golden State this, is just this better. Is going to extend past three? Like Jokic might fight one of his teammates in Game Three. Like, well, that's the other thing is that like, like I think the conversation about Jokic is pretty stupid, and the whole MVP like arbitration every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He misses a like. I think the whole thing is really dumb. I think the way that he specifically is talked about is really stupid because he's become kind of synonymous with the analytics mo- movement. Where like, if you just watch him play with a healthy Nuggets team. It's legitimately beautiful basketball. The, the way best that they point play. that I saw someone make was that, you know, Jokic won the MVP, not because he made his team a title contender, but because that Nuggets team would have won eight games like without him. They're, they're <laughs> like, so bad. Yeah, his his supporting cast is so bad, man. Like Aaron Gordon, Aaron, like Aaron Gordon is his new, like he's just bad. He, yeah. they, he also, for some reason, Aaron Gordon at one point, maybe the, like the, the one of the most explosive players in NBA history vertically and now he's like grazing the rim on these dunks it's wild how how far he's fallen um they desperately miss Jamal Murray they desperately miss Michael Porter Jr. Mega Michael Porter Jr. like they, they just they 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 really they need Porter Jr. to stop doing his own research and 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 actually get in the gym like these are things that 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 team just really desperately needs and like here's my thing on on Golden State. Um, I saw Lacob fire a shot across the Lakers' bow the other day with the whole like 
you know, some teams go out and they go out and get the 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 old guys, and those old guys tend to get hurt. Some like, teams listen to their stars and keep Avery Bradley. Yeah. Um, by the way, Joe, how's Wiseman playing these playoffs? Like noted veteran James Wiseman. I'm not even going to fight with Lakeup on that one. I, I feel like everyone getting their should get their shots in at the Lakers, and like if you're a Laker fan, you should be happy about it because hopefully, oh, sure. it turns the organization into action. totally. I I just like I can't help myself if I if I see a shot that goes like too far and it's like literally unfair. While this is going on, like imagine imagine how like, good hey, the Warriors. Only I'm allowed to take unfair shots at the Lakers. This is my most brand, of my so shots are pretty. You're fair. already you're already a billionaire. Let me have my thing. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're trying to take my house and trying to get. I'm trying to become a billionaire, one yeah. unfair shot at a time, Joe. Um, but like I I I'm watching. I like you watch this Golden State team and what they're able to do right now. They aren't getting anything from Wiseman. They aren't getting anything from any of their their like who's the uh, the guy that Kendrick Perkins' name he couldn't say, Moses Moody. Blank? Moses Moody. Like they're not. They're not getting. I'm anything not even going to try and pronounce it like Perk did. I don't. <laughs> I don't know that I could replicate that if right. I tried. Uh, so like, I, imagine this Warriors team though. Had they had they you know cashed in a couple of those chips and gone out and gotten you know a, a vet who kind of solidifies them as the favorite this year. And look, they might still win a championship regardless. And at that point, it's looking Lake very of, possible with uh, the way things are breaking down for them. Yeah, literally. literally yeah, down. yeah. And, and like you know, at that point, Joe, go ahead and take it, it, the the longest victory lap that you want to take. But like, let's maybe hold off until you know, you're like, playing against like a team. A fraud and like Steph carried him. Like you know, he like <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm worried about the level of dangerous like takes that he's going to have if they win a title this year after doing everything that people told him not to do in terms of like holding on to the young guys and all that. Yeah. Well, the that best out- makes me kind of root for it. Like we got light years ahead after like one title, like imagine yeah. what they're going to do if his like master plan works and they finally stay healthy and they like win another one. Well, the, the outcome I'm well, really Joey rooting Lightyear. for is, is for Jordan Poole to win finals MVP. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's half a credit for Steph. Cause Steph taught him everything he knows. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, Steph Steph walked so that Jordan Poole could splash. And so like I I yeah, I, I probably picked the wrong team here, doing it out of my heart, you know, picking it from my heart, not with my brain. The Nuggets are done. That was like Mike this Porter Jr. level research there on you know <laughs> It was no, honestly, I can't I can't criticize Genie anymore. I picked my like my best friend who's covering another team and just ran with that. Like Adam's your Linda Rambis. <laughs> so if Lakers, if you want to learn anything from this, learn that you got to pick with your brain. And, I, I mean, and... the other, the other lesson that you can learn from that series is that, uh, I mean, health of your best players is important, you know, Matters. in terms of franchise success mm-hmm. and also that having, you know, one really good player and a bunch of guys who maybe are not NBA players, you know, the same lesson we learned from the Lakers season this year, like not a recipe for success. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. Um, we have a lowdown and a hook to get you guys through this. Probably starting next week, we're going to do the pressure cookers. I have some fun ideas for those. And uh, I'll be able to tell you guys which games uh, we will be watching together um, for those things and and 
uh, let you guys plan accordingly in advance of that. Until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Harrison Fagan, and this has been the Lakers Lounge.